Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. Let's try to figure it all out on a Monday. Easiest conversation in the morning is uh, the Longhorns. They're good. They're a good football team. They've got uh, cha- championship aspirations. And coming out of the win in Waco that wasn't uh, that taxing, they now face a critical two-game stretch against uh, ranked teams back-to-back. The only two other ranked teams in the Big 12 the Longhorns will face over the next two weeks. Longhorns uh, at a critical juncture now moving forward. Kansas will come in at uh, 4-0 and 24th in the country. Oklahoma is the game that follows. About to enter a critical stretch. If they can win those games, Rod, mm-hmm. Texas is certainly uh, full all gas, no breaks into the Final Four conversation. But they got to handle that business. Those are the right now the two, the third, second and third best teams in the Big 12 Conference as we sit here this morning that you'll face over the next two weeks. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be a really good test for Texas, especially for the defense. I think for the defense, we'll get to see if this defense is indeed legit because uh, Kansas and Oklahoma both will present some uh, really good, interesting problems uh, for the Texas defense. Shout out to my man Chan. Uh, thanks, Chan, for the well wishes and all the uh, fans and listeners for the well wishes. Appreciate that. It was a false alarm on Friday. So, uh, false alarm. So, no. Yeah, no, no baby. Yeah, Chan said congratulations. Just yeah. assuming there was a baby, there wasn't a baby. You know, I had a baby out Baby's there. Baby's still in mommy. Yeah. Uh, Chan's like, man, you working already? No, mama wouldn't have that. I can't work it already. So, no baby yet, but we're basically waiting any day. It could happen. Or any, any moment. Yeah, it could happen. But I did get a dry run, so it was uh, it was nice because I got basically a practice rep. Got a practice run. It was about five, six hours, and it's probably going to cost us a pretty penny. But a nice <laughs> practice run. Uh, so, I know exactly where to take her, where the you know labor and delivery unit is, and the floor, and all that kind of stuff so uh we're just waiting and everybody's healthy and feeling good so mama's just waiting so appreciate you guys you guys are very kind uh thank you guys for the well wishes all right yeah we'll we'll talk college football obviously and uh the the huge Mm -hmm. saturday the big uh, the winners and losers the good the bad and the ugly also the nfl yesterday it's almost like we're playing dr phil this morning like amateur psychologist oh man what the heck is going on in the astros locker room (sighs) the, the broncos locker room cowboys got over their skis uh, Jaguars against Houston. Again, I'm proud of the Texans for getting a big win, but that Jacksonville team's a mess. They were awful in all phases yesterday. It really was. Yeah. Uh, Houston went in there and whipped them. Uh, that surprised the heck out of me. Uh, that, that, that was my takeaway. There, was just looked, there were so many NFL teams that just looked – Disinterested, like yeah. just like these are NFL teams, these are professionals that are playing football. Remember, I told you that uh, gave you that stat just before the break that you had three teams that lost as a favorite of at least seven and a half points. Yeah. Cowboys were one of those teams. Jaguars were one of those teams against the Texans, and the uh, the Ravens, I believe, were one of those teams as well. You only that only happened. How about this? It, that hadn't happened since the week ten of the twenty twenty one season. There were only seven such upsets all last season. Right. 
Of well, and, guys and a couple be- of those games in there. That's kind of the, that's why we talk about the NFL is built on parity. The NFL is built to be even. And here we are early in the year. Now injuries are starting to mount for teams, including mm-hmm. Houston. Dallas played without four starters yesterday. But so we're not supposed to get seventy to twenty games. We're not supposed to get seventy. You know, 20. the Buffalo score in Washington, where it's like. What are we doing? Mm. <laughs> like, where's the competition here? These games are, are awful. Awful. Uh, and that's just, you know, that that's that happens. It's a long season. Well, that's shocking, too. They're surprised. So they're entertaining because they're surprising. Yeah, the Bears. Like, you just didn't expect it to happen watching out the Bears. I, I, <laughs> what I saw in, at Arrowhead Stadium, I, I expected because the Bears, yes. we said all last week, this 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 week for them can't be about football. They had a lot of issues. Defense uh, up until on Friday, Rod, it turns out. So the, the Bears last week, the Bears still suck. Baylor and Chicago, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Chicago had the issue with Justin De- Fields talking about his coaches. De- had to walk back from that. Then the D coordinator has his house raided by the feds. Yeah, and that's then, a lot. Then late in the week, it turns out like someone stole like $100,000 worth of equipment from their the, the field maintenance Sounds team. Sounds like a fake story. Like, like, what are we doing? How does that happen? <laughs> and then they went out and played the Chiefs. And I also felt mm. like the Chiefs were poised for a breakout game where they're going to get it all together with Travis Kelsey and his new girlfriend. And like Taylor Swift was there, so and they had to T- show out. T-Swizzles in the house. Uh, but, yeah, so that one was not hugely surprising. But, man, so many of these others were just like, what is happening here? Buffalo won 37-3. to uh, The Dolphins won 70-20. to We had a football game in the NFL where somebody scored 70 points. And I'm a, I'll play this for you coming up this hour. Mike McDaniel was asked afterwards, why would you take your foot off the gas? Because mm-hmm. they could have scored 77 Yep, if they had wanted to because that's because the Broncos weren't trying. It was unbelievable. Yeah, but I, I also think it was – I think it was a perfect storm of – I'm with you. I think the Broncos, somehow they just were checked out, uninspired. You're going up against the most potent and most prolific offense in the league. It ain't Kansas City's anymore, folks. It's Miami. And it's actually been that way since the start of the season. Um, so Miami's legit, especially if Tua can stay healthy. And I also think, don't forget, Vic Fangio's the head coach of that Denver Broncos team like two years ago. Maybe they had Nathaniel Hackett after Vic Fangio. He's one and done. And then they hire Sean Payton. So it basically, you talk about just two years ago, Vic Fangio, who's the defensive coordinator now for Miami, he's got a really thorough uh, scouting report on a lot of players on that team. You're right about and that. And knows them really well, especially on defense. They're his guys. Some of those guys are his guys. So I think Vic Fangio and Mike McDaniel just came up with a brilliant game plan to dissect that defense. And whew. And then that, once it got out of ugly. hand, that's when I oh, think the lack man. of effort began. Yeah, you're right. For them. They just they, uh, Baylor too, though. We saw that. We talked about that with Baylor oh, yeah. in game live the watch. They, they gave up a little bit. They seemed like they were giving they up on some plays. Up, yeah, and maybe the Astros are too. That's kind of what we're trying to figure out with Doctor Phil here. Um, well, you got, but, oh, that's that's championship DNA though. I know. We're, we're, uh, you just played two last place teams. You had everything you wanted, and you couldn't beat the A's and the Royals, who haven't combined to win 100 games this year. It's like what? Okay. Okay. Hey, let's get the other headlines, though. Trending topics to start this uh, Tuesday morning, get you off to a good start. Top Gun, rentals and lawn equipment, always bringing it to you, and we appreciate them. Start with college football, tremendous weekend on the field for the Longhorns and on the recruiting trail. We know the Longhorns beat the Baylor Bears 38-6. to and They held their longtime Big 12 and Southwest Conference rivals to uh, 60 yards rushing on 30 tries. They rolled up over 500 yards of offense for a happy Steve Sarkeesian. Championship teams get better during the season. And I thought we got better this week and we got better tonight. We played better football, but we still have room for improvement for things that that we need to work on and we'll work on because the games are only going to get more and more difficult as as we move forward. 
Horns are 4-0. They're number three in the country. They've opened it as a 16-point favorite in Saturday's home matchup with undefeated and now 24th-ranked Kansas. Weekend got even better yesterday for Texas when consensus five-star tackle Brandon Baker from Mater Day High School out in California announced his commitment to the Longhorns. 6'5", 300-pound senior to be rated as a, the top tackle prospect in the nation for the 2024 class. Second five-star for the Longhorns among their 17 commitments, or excuse me, 18 commitments now. He joins the edge rusher Colin Simmons from Duncanville. NFL Wild Week 3 yesterday included the previously winless Cardinals, stunning the previously unbeaten Cowboys out in the desert. 28-16, Cardinals rushed for 222 yards against a that potent Dallas defense, while the Cowboys committed 13 penalties, terrible in the red zone, came away with just one touchdown and five trips. Their final trip was a Dak Prescott interception in the end zone into triple coverage, his first pick of the year. Also yesterday, Texans surprised the Jaguars in Jacksonville, 37-17. They outplayed the Jags in every phase. D'Amico Ryans, his first NFL win. Uh, it, it was late and dangerous out at Q2 Stadium last night. Severe storms and rolled through. You know, a lot of you dealt with them. Uh, well, they pushed the start time for the Austin FC match with the LA Galaxy to 11:30 last night. When they finally hit the pitch, Austin built a 3-1 lead and then you know, seemingly cruising. But the Galaxy scored goals in the 89th and 94th minute, and they made a, played to a 3-3 draw. Oaks now have not won a match, won a match in 72 days. Major League Baseball, as we say, the shocking term atop the AL West. Over the past week, continued. Astros, who owned a two-and-a-half game lead in that division two weeks ago, now trail the Rangers by two-and-a-half games, entering the final week of the regular season. Uh, Mariners, uh, Rangers swept the Mariners uh, up at Globe Life. They went at 9-8 yesterday. Astros got swept by the Kansas City Royals, 6-5 the final yesterday. Houston uh, can still salvage it. They still have a half-game lead over Seattle in the race for the final wild-card spot in the American League. They're going to se- open up a series in Seattle tonight. Houston just 2-8 and eight in their matchups with the Mariners so far this year. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Now, the Cowboys, it's, it's pretty obvious, and you brought this up with Texas, talking about Texas versus Baylor actually last week. Um, that Texas, and you got the, you got that you were inspired from uh, Coach Dodge. We had him on. He talked about respecting your opponent. Yes, and that's how you know they built the championship DNA over there at Westlake, respecting every opponent, and you respect them enough by whipping their butt, preparing for them like it's the biggest game of the year, which is the next game, and. It's pretty obvious Texas did respect the Baylor Bears because they whipped up on them uh, some fierce. Um, but I'm, it's pretty obvious the Cowboys did not respect the Arizona Cardinals. They didn't. They did not respect their opponent. They came out there lackluster. I think they expected to dominate Arizona, which is uh, a little uh, you know foolhardy of them because if you look at the first two games of the season for the Cardinals, they came out and fought like hell. They just lost the games late and collapsed late because they're not a well-built team because they're trying the front office is trying to tank the locker room is playing with a lot of pride but that to me for the Cowboys that's why it's a bad look culturally uh, because if you just came out inspired ready to play I don't know if you need a schematic tactical you know strategic advantage against the Cardinals you're a better team you just didn't come out ready to play well and that would be my psychological assessment if you listen to the Cowboys last week when they start talking about that they're the best defense and Demarcus Lawrence and uh, mm, Michael Parsons, yeah. you know, and you know, shut that down. Just get ready for the next opponent and take this opponent seriously. The Cardinals did play; they they had the fourth quarter lead in both of their two losses, and they let them get away. This time they didn't, and uh, you know, because look, the, the the Cowboys' offense 
really hasn't had to do a lot so far this year because the defense has been so great. Yep. Now, again, I should say the Cowboys' offense was pretty damn good last week when they controlled the ball for 42 minutes, and Mike McCarthy called a heck of a game against that Jets' defense. Uh, but this game was was different, and every you know of the 17 week season, every game's its own animal. Um, but this was one that was disappointing because uh, not just 222 rushing yards allowed, Rod, but 175 of those came in the first half. The first half. So you just you came in flat footed and not ready to go, and they punched you right in the mouth. Exactly. <laughs> and then Which, by the time you ra- you reacted to it, your offense was clumsy, and 13 penalties later, and. Uh, you know, Dak in the red zone issues and the play calling from McCarthy inside the 10 and 15 yard line. That was troubling. But, uh, you know, I mean, it was just not a good performance. It's one loss. But again, if we're comparing the Cowboys as we are to the, the best teams in the league, that was not that was not good enough. Yeah, because I mean, we in offensively, they were missing some starting offensive linemen. You know, but that's not an excuse three for of them. The, three, yeah, of them. three of them for the defense to have the the lackluster start that they did. And you, you brought the penalties. They had eleven penalties combined the first two weeks of the season. They were playing like a really disciplined football team. Uh, they did not play like a disciplined football team. They were their own worst enemy in this matchup. I believe Michael Parsons actually said that in the post game. And yeah, I. Yeah, def- it wasn't like they came out and attacked. You no. know, Trevon Diggs' side of the field because no, he's not they there. Gilmore. They ran. They actually went after Gilmore a couple they of times. Did. Well, and that was the thing, right? The game plan was going to be to put this game in Josh Dobbs' hands, and instead you let him rush for almost 200 yards in the first half and break off big runs. And, and James Conner was really good, and then the long run from uh, Rondell Moore. Yeah, Dobbs was, Dobbs was solid. He played a good game. And then they won the fourth quarter. Hey, Rob, we'll talk more Cowboys. We'll get your thoughts on it. Is it uh, time to panic if you're a Cowboys fan or just one game? Yeah, it's um, one game. Also, we'll get some, some Texans thoughts because C.J. Stroud, the one thing I can say about the Texans at one and two, they've got a quarterback. They have a quarterback. This he's, kid's really good. He's seen, well, considering the circumstances, right? He's throwing for a lot of yards, but it's how he's doing it because yeah. he's doing it with the worst, basically the worst O-line in the NFL. You can make that argument. Well, I've yeah, seen, he's doing it behind the and, and Texans fans, and you're one of them, Rod, have seen horrible quarterback play in that organization. And horrible O-lines. <laughs> and so you have an offensive coordinator. What do you say coaches are? Problem solvers. How are you coaching around three miss, four missing offensive line starters and six O-linemen in, in general and all on your on the IR? They're doing quick passing. you got a quarterback who's, got a, who's, he's who's making quick throws. He's accurate. He's accurate, man. And he's not turnover prone. They didn't give up a sack yesterday. Didn't give up a sack? In Jacksonville. No picks? And, and no picks. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, to find a way to win that football game. I think Jacksonville was complicit, helping out a lot with their performance yesterday. That's Doug Peterson's thing to worry about. But same time, give Houston some credit. Cowboys, they'll be fine, but they got to be more prepared than that. But uh, let's go get get a Rod's rant coming up. Before I do, Rod, let me tell you about our friends at Viking Fence, and I need your help. Yes, sir. Are you okay with this? I predicted, uh, give me that Viking horn there, T.Y., because uh, the Viking Fence defensive player of the game... I predicted last week it was going to be Jalen Ford. Can I give it to Jalen Ford? Are you good with that? Oh, yeah. He had eight tackles. He had the pick in the end zone. Yeah. Uh, Because Byron Murphy played himself a hell of a game. Uh, He was something special in that game. Byron Murphy, by the way, he would get my second vote. He had, how about him, Byron Murphy, three tackles for loss, two sacks, four tackles total. He was unblockable up front. Give it to that guy. Yeah. But I'm going to give it to Jalen Ford. Uh, Eight tackles, pick in the end zone. But both of those guys were really good. Viking Fence is really good, too. If you had some fence damage last night, as I mentioned, these storms that blew through, make sure you're calling Viking for any fence project that you have, whether it's a permanent fence for the wood privacy, iron fences, gates, handrails, automatic gates, and, of course, the temporary rental fence division. They bring you the Viking Fence defensive play and player of the game each and every week. We appreciate Viking Fence for their partnership. They are the premier fence company in the ATX, 837-6411, online at vikingfence.com. When you think fence in Central Texas and beyond, always. 
Think Vikings. All right, Rod, you ready for a rant? Uh, yeah, we're just talking NFL. Got a lot of NFL topics. We just got to try to hit some of them. So a we'll, little, little gumbo uh, of NFL topics. So let's do it. All right, gumbo. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the day. Hold on to your butts. Okay, so uh, first let's start with the uh, the Dolphins and their big win over the Broncos. I got a stat here that may, I don't know, it, it may lend some credence to the argument that the Dolphins had the best offensive performance in history of the NFL. You go look at the other 70-plus point performances in NFL history where a team scored at least 70 points. You got the uh, 1940 Bears um, at the uh, at the, uh, at, at, I think it's the Redskins, actually, in the NFL championships. They scored 73 points, 73-0. But remember, that was seven rushing touchdowns, three interceptions returned for touchdowns, one passing touchdown. 1950 Rams versus the Colts, 70-27, uh, five passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, one kick return touchdown. So you got another non-offensive touchdown in there. 66, um, you have uh, Washington versus the Giants, 72-41. to Four rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns, one fumble return for a touchdown, one punt return touchdown, one interception return for a touchdown, and then a field goal. The Dolphins versus the Broncos, you're talking about all offensive touchdowns. They set the record for the most offensive points in an NFL game with 70. So the rest of those 70-plus point performances, you had some help. Defensive touchdowns, special team touchdowns, non-offensive touchdowns. The Miami Dolphins did it with all offense. Like that's that's crazy to think about too. They they scored the most offensive points in a game with seventy. All the other teams that scored seventy plus, they got help from non-offensive touchdowns. So just throw that out there that you may be talking about the best all-around offensive uh, performance in NFL history just because of that. Can I play uh, Sean Payton afterwards? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, go ahead. I got Sean Payton for you. Sean Payton, not real happy with after his team gave up 726 offensive yards, 350 mm. on the ground, 376 through the air, and non-resistant on defense. This was uh, our man, Sean Payton. That was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. I know that you said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm aware. Third time a team has scored 70 points over 700. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Historically. Next question. <laughs> What's your question? I get, I know, I know. And, and you know what? He's because, and I believe uh, they're gonna look for the footage. Someone will find it. But there is a rumor online that when Sean Payton was in part of the media, remember he was saying a lot of things as a part of the media. That one of the things he was critical of was Tua, and he was predicting that uh, Tua, basically Teddy Bridgewater, end up taking over that job. Ooh. And so that basically that's what he, as a as an analyst, Tua that he predicted a piece of him? Uh, that they wanted a piece of him, and that, and maybe you know Vic Fangio wanted a piece of that organization overall because they fired him. He was the head coach there, um, but maybe that Tua wanted a piece of him too because um, maybe Sean Payton's well, foot got, like his, got stuck two, in his mouth is, once again. Two yeah. is not as uh, outlandish and um, confident and boisterous as uh, Deion Sanders, but he keeps receipts too. You know what I'm saying? Mike he, McDaniel is, though. Mike, Mike McDaniel is, is up there. Mike McDaniel is wild, man. Can I play Mike McDaniel? Because he was I asking love his me Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, head coach of the, uh, oh. the whiz kid offensive mind, Mike McDaniel, has got all these toys to play with. He was asked after the game why he didn't score 77. Because they had 70 halfway through the fourth quarter and could have kept going and set some records. Here was uh, Mike McDaniel after he, uh, you know, took the foot off the gas. 
out that it's not like it was 40 to 7. You weren't trying to embarrass them, but it was just in the flow of the game that it was a, a NFL history possibly being made as opposed to just scoring and something that... Uh, I mean, it's not, it doesn't really... If, if, if you... I will be fine getting second-guessed um, by turning down um, NFL records. That, that's that's fine. I, no, I, 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 would, I am very, very okay with the decision. There you go. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and karma. Texter, he said karma. Texter yeah. mentions that was without Waddle, too. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Waddle didn't play anymore. <laughs> that, that yeah, trust me, my fantasy my football team knows that uh, Jalen Waddle didn't play. I, that, I have a fan. He's one of my top picks in my uh, draft. How and then his hell? team scores 70, and he didn't play. God, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Ricardo from right. Galveston so says, I have a stat. If you were to play just all Dolphins players, he said, you'd have got like 200, uh, 200 fantasy points, something crazy like Dang. that. I agree. I mean, had over 200 fantasy points, he says. I, 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 you could have, because I, I know Raheem Mostert had a hell of a day. but I have it, Raheem Mostert. Oh, did you? Okay. Well, but Waddle, I'm going to lose. You know why? Because the Buffalo defense played Washington. That's why. <laughs> well, Washington's offense has been pretty good. Had it? Not yesterday. Oh, not yesterday. Pick yeah, six, can I give you one more stat before we move on and talk oh, yeah. about the Texans here and some other NFL games? Uh, remember, Mike McDaniel grew up in Denver. Yes, like, he did. Mike McDaniel is originally a Denver Broncos fan. He was a ball boy for the Broncos. Um, he he was a coaching intern with the franchise in 2005. Remember when they had their head coaching vacancy? You know, um, they had a vacancy and they wouldn't interview him. The Dolphins did, and Dolphins ended up hiring him, and he just put up 70 on his his team. That's his team. That is his team as he grew up. So it was all per- personal for Vic Fangio, personal for him. It might have been personal for Tua, too. That's how you get 70 on somebody. You yeah. got it. Like Dion says, it's personal. Yeah, and you, and you need help. To help. Yeah, I, I believe you need help to get yes, 70. You need, you need that other team to a downtrodden, not, not uh, give yeah. much effort. Uh, all right, let's talk about Texans real quick because what they're doing is really impressive right now because you talked about it, E, but here's some just some superlatives from that performance for the Jacks. Four of the five starting offensive linemen out, but they allowed zero sacks. How the hell does that happen? Uh, four of the five starting DBs were out. Don't forget about that, too. Defense is hurting a little bit. Um, they had some DBs out. They forced a lot of turnovers in that game. They had some DBs out. Yeah, Stingley, Petrie. Oh, man. Not playing. Yeah, they had starting DBs. They were out, still ended up uh, forcing two turnovers and playing really well. And, of course, C.J. Stroud making his mark. Uh, you brought the stat up earlier, E. 121 pass attempts with zero interceptions. That is the most in NFL history through the first three career starts um, without having an interception. And he has, right now, the third most passing yards uh, through the first three starts in NFL history behind Justin Herbert and Cam Newton. Yeah, he's uh, He looks the part, and I love his pocket presence. I love his poise. He's not panicking because he knows he's got four starters out in front of him. They can't run the ball. Can't run That's the, the ball. other part. Damian Pierce, who had a touchdown in this game after Tank Dell caught a touch, uh, caught a long pass at the goal line, uh, they punched it in, but they don't run the ball at all. So, yeah, Texans, something to build on. Because if you get quarterback right, you feel like you have that right player, then you can start building, and they'll get healthier as this year goes on. Uh, so, yeah, happy to see that for sure. All right, Rod, we'll pick up the NFL talk. We'll get to the college talk, too. We know we had six ranked matchups. We had some massive you know, shifts. Florida State has made a statement in the month of September. Uh, I think uh, Ohio State, with that win, we'll hear from Ryan Day. 
kind of oh. going crazy after this game. A lot of petty, man. Trash talking. A lot of, talking. Petty, a lot of uh-huh. receipts being held. Uh-huh. How about Brian Day actually yelling back at Lou, Lou Holtz? Holtz 80-year-old Lou, Lou Holtz? Really? You're Calling getting... out Lou Holtz. College football's become that right now. Come Dan on, Landon man. calling out Dion. Dion calling I out other coaches. The petty, the petty, the NBAification of other sports like is happening. WWF now. I love it, man. Uh, all right. We'll come back, pick up the college talk. And, of course, the Longhorns. Uh, in addition to a resounding win at Waco, Longhorns also get the commitment last night from the best tackle prospect in the country. We'll tell you how impactful that is and how it happened. How did Sark and uh, Kyle Flood get the, the kid from Santa, uh, Modern Day High School out in uh, California to Austin? We'll tell you next here on Ian Rodby. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, a lot of goods from the weekend, compiling those and talking about them with you. Ohio State, huge win on the road at South Bend, 17-14. It helps when your opponent doesn't have 10, 11 men on the field in the critical game-deciding play. But, you know, you don't apologize for that. Buckeyes get a big win. Uh, they're still undefeated. Notre Dame takes a loss. Florida State wins at Clemson. The Dabo Swinney Clemson slide continues and uh, the rise of the Seminoles is a real deal for Mike Norvell. They're 4-0. They've got wins over LSU and Clemson already under their belt in the ACC. Uh, big-time performance there by uh, uh, the uh, the Florida State Seminoles in overtime. Oregon, when we talk about these ranked matchups, mm-hmm. Colorado has now fallen out of the top 25 after they got pasted by a really good Oregon team. Also, USC got a win on Saturday night. Washington got another win. So those teams continue to roll. Also, Alabama, uh, was a, they were close game down 7-6 Ole Miss at half, but outscored uh, the Rebels 18-3 uh, to in the second half and win it 24-10. Nice win, nice second half for them. Uh, so the, you know, those ranked matchups, Rod, there were some winners coming out of college football. There were also some, some losers and some unexplainable, like <laughs> what we saw with the Notre Dame coaching situation in the end of game decision-making, which was not good. Yeah, uh, starting to see a little clarity uh, at the top in college football, and you'll get even more uh, next week, next weekend, I should say, uh, especially you know in the Big 12. Next two weeks, actually, in the Big 12 are going to be huge. You've got Kansas, which is undefeated. They, they're a ranked team. Um, and then you'll have Oklahoma and Texas, that big Moshe matchup. And if Oklahoma wins, I'm assuming they'll be close to being a top-10 matchup. Yeah. Right now, what are they, 15 or 16? Well, they're playing like Iowa State this weekend. Nah, that's not so, going to get much of a bump. And that's at OU. They're that's gonna... not going to get much of a bump. But we'll see. It Depending on how everything shakes out in front of them, maybe they get some bump. But that would have to be a lot of uh, juice that Oklahoma would have to get to end up being a top-10 team well, by knew, that time. We knew when Texas. the season began that it, we're not going to know much about Oklahoma until we get to Dallas. And the, that Cincinnati game that showed some issues for them. Their defense has improved. Their defense is, is much improved. Cincinnati has kind of Cowboys red zone issues. Like they're, they move the ball, then they get into the – inside the 20 and they weren't were terrible uh, the Bearcats that's been back-to-back weeks for them Oklahoma you know Dylan they got Dylan Gabriel they found a receiver the kid that transferred from Michigan's a good player Anthony so you know but again we knew when, when Oklahoma and Georgia canceled that September game that was supposed to be played this year that when you looked at both Georgia and Oklahoma and even Michigan's schedules Rod you just weren't going to know much about those teams you know we know about Texas because they went to Alabama and beat the Crimson Tide by 10 mm-hmm and they've handled their business. They they played a tough non-con. We know Florida State's for the real deal. Yep. Uh, we we're not sure yet. I mean, we we think Georgia's really good. We think Michigan's. That's really why Ohio good. State, the Notre Dame win yeah, was big for them. That's right. Because at least they got one on their belt now. They can notch. There's some bad yeah. too, Rod. How about Texas Tech one and three for Joey McGuire? Does everything still run through Lubbock? Coach, Joe Coach Joey the Juice. Money. Yeah. Now not only did they lose the game at West Virginia, 
They lost their quarterback. Tyler Shuck is out, uh, broke his leg. Broke his hey, he said they got the deepest quarterback room in the country. Yeah, Bear Morton. Uh, the Bear the Bear Raid will be in. Baron Morton will become their quarterback. Uh, Baylor is bad. They're not good. Oklahoma State. Oh, man, that's not good. No, Mike Gundy. Gundy's still playing three quarterbacks. I, I'm telling you, he's trying to pull a George Costanza. He wants to get fired, and no, nobody will fire him. Nobody around there will fire him. Well, for anybody. He's trying. And I'll say this West for, Virginia's off to a better start, though, than people thought. Yeah, I mean. I remember thinking on Monday, snap in my head, when, when the Baylor line came out for Texas last weekend, it was 14 or 14 and a half. I was like, that's not nearly enough. No way. This line with Kansas at 16 is interesting to me because Kansas, here's, I know that you can't you know, transcend game to game to game and it's just going to play out. But remember the team that, that Kansas just beat, BYU, by double digits. Yeah. Beat Arkansas the week before, and Arkansas just gave LSU a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... This Kansas team's no joke. They've improved their defense. We'll talk about that as the week goes on. But can I play a piece from Steve Sarkeesian? His team uh, really handled their business. That was a mature win for them, right? Went in, dominated lines of scrimmage. Again, didn't turn the football over outside of the special teams gaffes. The offense didn't turn it over. Quinn Ewers isn't throwing interceptions. He's been outstanding. Showed some athleticism with the running touchdowns. Um, Jonathan Brooks continues his ascent mm-hmm. to the RB1 status for Texas. C.J. Baxter's healthy, and he had a touchdown. Um, you know, they got to figure out who's going to catch punts for them and make sure they secure the punt. That's a problem. But everything else looked pretty darn good. Here's Sark after the win on uh, where this thing is headed, where it is and where it's going. Well, I just I think we're pretty good, you know. Um, you know, it's been three years in the making of, you know, putting a, putting a staff together, putting a scheme together, making adjustments to that scheme from year one to year two, now year two to year three. I think we've added depth to that to that roster on the defensive side of the ball uh, on all three levels at the at the D line at the linebacker and then in the secondary. Um, I think we have really good veteran leadership on defense um, from front to back. Um, and then now what what comes with that is confidence. You know our offense and defense we we do a lot of good on good, and they have to defend us too every day in practice and throughout training camp. And I. You know, there probably wasn't many days when I went into a press conference in training camp and I didn't say our defense had a really good day today, that our front had a really good day today. So um, they're pretty good, and I think we can be better. That's the beauty of it. You know, we gave up a couple deep balls tonight that, that we knew was, was a point of emphasis, so we, we got to get that cleaned up. Uh, but I, I did love their resiliency, uh, especially in the low red and getting those stops tonight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, yeah. Uh, three-year build on the defensive side with the same coaching staff is starting to pay dividends. And got to figure out those deep balls, uh, Rod. I mean, you know, Ryan Watts <laughs> got beat all over the top. It does feel like te- teams are targeting their safeties and coverage. Yeah. Uh, and we saw Derek Williams. They call him the Raptor, the freshman from Louisiana. He was playing more as the game went on. I believe Pro Football Focus had Derek Williams with the most snaps at safety. Uh, that's Pro Football Focus. I didn't try it myself, but. Yeah, that says that, that that tells you that the Texas uh, defensive coordinator or uh, defensive coaches are thinking about maybe, you know, rotating some of those younger guys in in more, I would say, early, early uh, stages of the game to try, like you said, to offset what 
teams may be trying to exploit, which is the lack of speed and the lack of coverage skills at safety. Yeah, well, well we still we see Michael Taft every week, or at least he was actually. Yeah, no, no, they love Taft, but they, yeah, but, but you can, that the speed isn't there with him. Yes. and when we saw them target him yes. on one of his main positions, like they threw the two D balls. Yeah. I think two out of three plays. Yeah, on that, on that drive, it's pretty obvious that. And it's this thing. I I think. You know, Texas is fine. I'm not, we're being nitpicky here, but I do think because, think about this, there's a couple of things that stood out in that Baylor game, right? Number one, they took Jade Barron off the field when they go 40 personnel, when they're dealing with heavy personnel, 12 or 21 personnel, which is one back, two tight ends, or two back, one tight ends. So if you're Texas, if you're a team going up against Texas, you know how to take one of their best players off the field immediately. It's pretty easy. Go heavy. Yeah, right, go, go with that heavy no, set, and you'll take Jaday Barron on the field. Now, what I would do if I was PK is I would just move Jaday Barron to safety or corner because he's better than all your other DBs. Why take him off the field just because you're going up against heavy personnel and he's at nickel? Put him at safety and put him at corner because that would be, in my opinion, tactically a better adjustment because they're, they're trying to take your best player, one of your best players, off the field and attack linebackers and safeties in coverage with running backs and tight ends. I think that's going to happen in the Kansas game, and when they keep rotating safeties, they're going to be automatic audibles and checks by the Kansas offense that when Taff is in there, that we know we can go after them and we can go after certain safeties because we'll stay away from Catalan. We may even stay away from Jaron Thompson, but we know we have a matchup advantage going up against some of those other guys. So you may see that in this game. And, yep, you're going to see them attack Ryan Watts on the deep ball. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. And now, I mean, we just had played a team in Baylor who couldn't attack you. They didn't, didn't, and we said this last week, they didn't have a strength on offense, especially with their backup quarterback and without their best running back, mm-hmm. Dominic Richardson. And their, their offensive line was no match for Texas. That was clear. Kansas is a ranked team now. They're 4-0. And they've got you know three different receivers that are over 170 yards already this year. They've yep. got uh, quarterbacks. They can attack your weakness, and they can attack that and set up, you know, and as you talk about formationally, uh, with their head coach Lance Leipold, they will attack your safeties, and you know mm-hmm. you can play you can play great everywhere else. But if they protect and they get the covers they want, we saw it against Alabama. We saw it with uh, with uh, you know Baylor this week that they and that Wyoming was, did it. Wyoming, Wyoming went after them a little bit. They did. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love your point about. I mean, as I said, I was doing the Inside Texas Watch with us uh, as as always, and thanks to everybody that tuned great in. Great job. That. Thank you. You joined me for the entire second quarter, which is a lot of fun to talk about the game with you as it's happening, which you can watch on YouTube on Texas Football Channel for Inside Texas. Um, I said, you know, Rob, there's no way that you're a better team or defense with Jade Barron on the sidelines. No way. <laughs> it's just, no. That, that, that's not possible. He's one of your three best defensive players. <laughs> and just because he's not a linebacker and they're going heavy, I understand it. I mean, it's a, oh, it's yeah. a conundrum. But at the same sense. time, if you're, if you're an opposing team, you're like, hey, look, we can – Go two tight ends, and we're going to get Jade Barron off the field. Yeah, right. That's great. That's a that's a win right there. <laughs> and my thing was, it's simple. You know, Ryan Watts. I'm not saying Ryan Watts is a liability, but if teams are picking on him, then take Ryan Watts out and just put Jade Barron in that corner. Well, let's hear Sark. He was asked about rotating guys on defense, and Sark believes it keeps his team fresher, and they've got good players here. Sark on that belief, and will it continue? We rotated a lot of guys tonight on defense again, and. Uh, you know that's a, that's a credit to the defensive staff of getting all those guys ready. Uh, the defensive front, you know, most notably. But shoot, you know, well, there was David Benda played well to go along with Anthony Hill had a really good game. Um, Derek Williams was in there. You know, had a had a couple really nice third down stops. And so um, playing multiple people is only going to be beneficial for us, not only in game but for the long haul. And so the well, fact that I we just... can do that up front. Uh, that that's huge that our guys can be fresh when they're in there and they can make plays at critical moments. 
All right, but uh, you know this Kansas team schematically. And as the week goes on, Rod will take a deep dive on the, the, the scheme and how Kansas is just so dynamic with what yep. they do uh, with their passing game, their running game, um, you know, their formations. It, much like Sark, they a lot of motion, and they, they, they tax you in every way. And, you know, um, and maybe as talented as an offense. Because, you know, watching Oklahoma, they're better offensively this year. Mm-hmm. I don't, but they're not as dynamic as Kansas uh, at this point. Isn't um, that crazy to say? I know. Well, last night, Paul's done an incredible job. He He's is, done an incredible really job. And that'll be a storyline as the week progresses. But also, storyline from uh, college football was Dan Lanning and his passionate pregame speech that was targeted right at Coach Deion Sanders, talking about how we, we're playing for wins, not clicks. Mm. Mm. You know, he backed way, it up. By the way, Coach Lanning, I, I mean, you said it. The speech was really good. Was Got his speech. team ready to play, and they hit the field like a steamroller. But has any program in college football in the last 15, 20 years done more for clicks than Oregon? Have they done more to be flashy? They were wearing shoes made by Nike on Saturday, Rod, that tell the temperature of your body and your performance yeah, level. The thermo, the thermo, the thermo technology. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, Dan Lane said he likes them because he can tell who's working hard. Because working yeah, real hard, right, they change in the colors. Well, no one is, has tried to sell flash That's true. to kids more than... Dan Lent, not not you know, but the, Oregon the, whole the program, program, the program. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, you know, there's some irony there. But same time, his team has been built and they're better because Mario Cristobal left that team pretty damn good when he left to go to the University of Miami, his alma mater. Dan Lanning came from Georgia, where he had been the defensive coordinator and has kept the lines of scrimmage, and they're just getting better uh, right now at Oregon. Let's hear mm-hmm. from Deion Sanders though. After the loss, it was not competitive, and as you would expect, Coach Prime made no excuses. Transpire. It's a good old-fashioned buck kicking. It's no excuses, no nothing. Um, their coaches did a heck of a job preparing their team. Obviously, we didn't. That was good. I mean, that was a really good old-fashioned buck kicking. Uh, we went into the game wanting to dominate several, wanting to dominate several phases. Um, we lost offensively, defensively, as well as special teams that fake punt kind of kind of got them really rolling and uh, they didn't stop um, ever since they secured that first down well coached team uh, Bo Nix played his butt off defensively they presented some things that I guess we just couldn't get around we couldn't advance the ball rushing or uh, throwing the ball as well all right there's Deion Sanders yeah no I mean, it, it almost <laughs> yeah. I know it, it, you can tell in that uh, clip though that basically Dion he wanted to kind of go off on his team a little bit but um, he kept he was, drinking water when he was about to lose. Yeah, he was very, yeah, he, he was very, <laughs> he, very reserved and composed. You could tell you kind of wanted to go off on his team a little bit, but I'm glad he just, he just gave props to the other team. He didn't really go off on his team and call his team. I just gave well, props. And that to the went other on, team. and we'll try to pull the clip where he says because uh, people talk about, you know, the arrogance and the you know the hubris of Colorado after the three wins has been to flatten. He said, "Look, we're not arrogant. We're confident. Yeah, we're confident. I, if our confidence, you know, affects your insecurity, makes you uncomfortable, makes yeah. you uncomfortable, then that's okay. We're, we're, you know." And, and as Dion said, get get us now because we're going to get better. We're going to get our lines of scrimmage right. He, That's why we're hiring Warren Sapp, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, but and look, this this is a team that that outperformed the expectation already, and now they're going to play Oregon. Now they play USC, USC? this week. With yeah. you know, it's going to be the big it's going to be the big game of the week. And uh, USC, by the way, uh, USC Arizona State gave them a really good game Friday Saturday night if you stayed up for it. And their defense at, at you know, Alex Grinch's defense is still not great. And they gave up 28 points to Arizona State. They missed a lot of tackles in that game. I mean, they scored 55. 
but they had to pull away again late. And um, I don't think Colorado can play with them. But Washington, Washington oh, State, yes, yeah, Oregon. Um, gosh, Utah, who beat them twice last year, they still you can you can control the rock against that USC team. Still, you can control the ball and that defense. They they make splash plays. Remember, uh, I think it was Lincoln Riley's first year. They they led the country in takeaways, or they were one of the leaders in the country in takeaways. Um, and this year, they're actually really good at pressure rate at putting pressure on the opposing quarterback. But yeah, they still have a lot of holes. On That's their right. defense, but they they usually find like one or two things they do at an elite level that'll give them an advantage, or at least give the ball back potentially uh, to Lincoln Riley. And that's what they really want to do. So, but I'm with you. They at this point, I don't know if Alex Grinch is gonna get a just a stabilized uh, defense in terms of being stable in all different facets. Right now, it just seems like a high risk kind of high reward defense. Yeah. Uh, and that's been Alex Grinch's M.O., too. That's kind of how he operates. And uh, we'll see. Colorado, I don't know that they can hang with that group. But, boy, what a matchup of Caleb Williams and Shador Sanders. Well, Travis Hunter back was at home. Daddy. They'd have a better chance. Yeah. You know, yeah. Travis Hunter, best player both sides. Coming up, we'll do some bullish or BS, including uh, are you bullish or BS on uh, the most controversial ending to any game of the weekend, pro or college? Uh, Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame playing two plays mm. with ten men on the field against Ohio State on game-deciding plays. And I'll let you hear from Marcus Freeman coming up his answer to – why didn't you get an 11th man on the field at some point? Uh, we'll we'll talk bullish or BS there. Also, some other bullish or BS conversations of the morning as we get you rolling. It's a hook them up, uh, Ian Rod B on a Monday morning. Come back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Time for bullish and BS. Head of the 8 o'clock hour every morning here on Hook Em Up with Ian Rod B. Topics maybe we're bullish on or calling BS on. Uh, I'm bullish on the Austin bullish Gamblers. Of course, they they sponsored yes. our uh, bullish and BS segment all the way through the month of uh, of August and into September. They had a three and zero weekend out in North Carolina. Three and zero on the PBR Team Series circuit. They're uh, running away with uh, all mm-hmm. the uh, the top spots there oh, yeah. in the bull riding. Also, congrats to the Round Rock Express. They are in the playoffs in the Pacific Coast League after last night's win in Tacoma. First time since 2019. Not so bullish on the Austin FC, who have not won a match in 72 days now after last night. <laughs> what a weird what a weird game, because it didn't start till 1130, Rod. Oh, because of the weather? Well, I'm seeing the videos now. You know what you're going to wake up to is a lot of car dealerships whose cars got pummeled last night. That hail, You're man. ready for some hail sales. Was- My house got that got it pretty bad. Did yeah. it really? Yeah, there's Get some trees that went down. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. about to be a lot All of roof. friends at Viking Fence. Yeah. The roofers are going to be out. <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah, you're right yeah. about that. That was, that was, I mean, I don't even think it rained at our house. I don't think I we, heard all the lightning and thunder. I saw the lightning. I don't think we I mean, got As I was going to sleep or trying to go to sleep, it was it was a pretty good light show, and then I'd hear it rumble, and the dog would get in freaking out, but I don't believe it ever rained. I, mean, I didn't get to sleep till like 2.30. Why? Because well, it was severe, and it was just north, wow. like through central Austin and then up through uh, Round Rock and Georgetown. Man, that line of storms dropped big, big old hail and big winds, and it was scary. And my big dog, she freaks freaks out whenever oh. any, like before it even started raining, like like it's an hour senses. before she could, and yeah, and she's on top of me, 115 pounds, <laughs> slobbering the entire night. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you drug her? Not drug her, but like give her CBD. She, I used to. Yeah, I used to have some stuff I ran out because every time uh, I have to clip her nails or give her a bath or anything. Yeah, it's, did you give it to yeah, her? Yeah. yeah. I got some uh, some good CBD stuff I could recommend for you because we, every time we know it's going to storm, we just, the dogs are high as a kite. That's the way to go. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> they just chill? They, yeah, they pretty much chill. We just try to, you know, get Let's them go to sleep CBD. usually. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, well, that's good. Uh, Rod and I, you, you, we, we both live south, and we didn't kind we of miss us, it, which, yeah. is, which is fortunate. I did move my car under the, the carport there to make Smart sure man. just in case. Because they were talking about this hail that was rolling through. So, uh, fortunately, didn't need that. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of car damage, I think, out there. So, um, unfortunate. And Todd's got bad, bad car luck anyway. I'm yeah. still dri- I'm driving my little brother's car right uh, now still. Right. I've been too lazy to change my tire on my car for like a week and a half. All right. Wow. Before we get to the uh, bullish or BS picks, i got to say I was bullish. So how about, you know, Ty, every Friday and I, and I go head-to-head in our five picks, college and pro football. I went 5-0 and oh this week, Rod. That's impressive. He started by giving me Lake Travis. That's impressive. Gave me Lake Travis. He gave me 21 points. Now, Lake Travis won that game. Or Wake Westlake beat Lake Travis in the annual Battle of the Lakes 20-14. to 14. It was a great game. And give Westlake props. It was 20-14, to 14 and they pretty much ran out the final eight minutes of the game with their running game and just controlling the clock and never had to punt. That was really impressive. They get the win. Never gave it back to Lake Travis. But he gave me 21 points because he's an arrogant Westlake fan. Hey, don't they all? Hey, they've whooped him the past <laughs> few years. I, I also took, I took the best lake. Uh, and this is why gambling. I mean, I went 5-0, and but I took Florida State, but that could have gone either way. They won it in overtime, 31-24. I took Maryland because I think Michigan State has packed it in. I covered that. I had Texas, and then I had New England Patriots because uh, of the stat you gave me. Mm-hmm. The, the, they beat the Jets like 15 times in a row now. Yes, exactly. And it continues. That I came was, down to I Hail Mary, that though. Trend. That was a close one. Ty took Westlake plus 21, loser. You took Notre Dame, mm. L, Ooh. SMU. Ten was Notre Dame not plus three and a half? No. They were the favorite team in that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, SMU. They would have won if they had more men on the field. took the points, and they uh, they dropped the ball. They got beat by, by TCU in the skillet game. Dallas Cowboys you took because you're a oh, homer. Oh, that was a brutal one, though. Come on, <laughs> yeah, and He Cowboys. laid the 12 and a half. He got to lay it to play it, but he also took uh, the Utah Utes. Man, the Cowboys. They I'm, covered, right? Yeah, so I was one and four. You were one and four. One and four. Can I give you a Cowboys set? The only other, how about this? The the Cowboys, the only other time a double digit favorite lost on the road in the first three games of the year in the wild card era, was when the Cardinals <laughs> beat the Cowboys as a dog in 1997 as a ten and a half point dog. Well, let that soak in. Yeah. First that's... double digit road favorite to lose outright in the first three weeks of the season in the last twenty years. Listen, let me. Twenty uh, years. Twenty years. Unreal. Come on. Can I play this for you? Okay, well, you bullish your BS on this answer. So Notre Dame lost to Ohio State. Or Ohio State beat Notre Dame um, mm-hmm. on a last Nail-biter. play of the game touchdown. Yeah, it was seven. It was fourteen ten Notre Dame. If they would get the goal line stand, you know, this is the last play. Uh, you know, and so they they could run it or throw it, however they were going to do it. And they lined up. And on the previous play, you know, the the formation for the Notre Dame defense looked weird. Just if you're watching on television, you go back and watch it. There's no one playing right defensive end. And you know that was odd, and but they they tried to throw the ball to Marvin Harrison over in the right near the right pylon, and uh, incomplete. Well, now they come back, and the Notre Dame lines up, and they're in the same formation where it looks like they don't have a right defensive end over the Notre Dame or the Ohio State left tackle. Come on, there's no one over his hat. And like, what's going on there? Well, at that moment, Ohio State rotated their running backs. They substituted. Trayvon Henderson went out, and the kid that scored the touchdown came in, and they just ran the play with no right defensive end. And they went, where do you think they went? Right, right over there. the left tackle. <laughs> exactly. And he barely got in, but he got, he in. got in. Touchdown. After the game, Marcus Freeman was asked, how in the heck did you play two plays in the most critical moment of a huge game 
with only 10 men on the field. Mm. Marcus, the film shows that on that last play, there were only 10 people on the field. Just curious what happened. Yeah, we were trying to get a fourth D lineman on the field, and I told him just stay off because we can't we can't afford a penalty. I didn't have any timeouts, right? So we couldn't afford a penalty there. Um, you know, and yeah, it's, it's on us. It's got to be better. Got to be. That's so bad. Better. That's bad. Cause it's bad because Not, I'm either BS on that. Yeah, because either you first of all you should be organized enough as a team to be able to send out eleven the right eleven guys on the field, but then if he is, then you pointed out something e earlier that makes that explanation also moot. That they substituted. Yeah, once you substitute by rule, the other team gets a substitute, and the uh, the official would have stood over the ball and not let the play run until Notre Dame got their player in. And so. And as I said, Ryan Day shouldn't have substituted. Had they known they only had 10, they shouldn't have flipped out running backs. But they did, and that should have allowed Marcus Freeman. Now, even if you, if they didn't substitute, they should have you know, jumped off sides. Take jumped the into the neutral zone. Take the foot and get your best 11 on the field. Uh, either way, it's a huge error, an egregious error. And the, the answer mm. from Marcus mm-hmm. Freeman is unacceptable. It's inadequate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either you didn't know the rules or yeah, you're disorganized. Look, I, Which one? You didn't know the rules or you're disorganized. you got to choose one. Both. <laughs> and it just cost you a huge game and a huge yeah. win because we talked about how important that win would have been for Notre Dame. I'm not saying they're going to get the stop, but gives you a better chance uh, in that spot. It was a low-scoring defensive game. Your defense mm. played great all night. And, uh, yeah, Marcus Freeman. Now, he's a good young coach, but, man, that's going to leave a mark. That's one that will be remembered. All right, we'll come back. When we do, we will pick these up, including we'll hear from Ryan Day on his side of this thing. He wanted to call out some people, hold some receipts after his team won that game at South Bend. Uh, We'll also um, talk Longhorns, 4-0, number three in the country, getting ready for back-to-back games, likely against undefeated foes. It's Ian Rodby. Hook them up. Outside of the numerous reports of traffic hazards, we do have a crash on the board, and it's southbound on 183 at D. Gabriel Collins, and it is a reported injury wreck. Again, that's the lighter side of 183 this time of day on the south side. Northbound is a heavier uh, location. So, again, uh, you could have some problems there, but I don't think it's going to last too long because the volume, uh, quite frankly, on that side is not uh, not too bad. And not seeing much else going on when it comes to volume. A lot of folks decided to stay home after the storms last night. We are catching a delay on the westbound side of 183 Anderson from 290 to I-35. So uh, that's slow where it sometimes is and sometimes isn't this time of day. I'm Don Miller. There's your traffic. 